0: The NS North Podcast. My name is Philip Kasgran and I'm joined tonight by my co-host Dan Byers. How are you, Dan? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we introduce a new speaker who will be presenting at this year's NS North. In this podcast, we are pleased to have with us Nick, speaker Nicole Belange, and she joins us now. How are you, Nicole?
1: I'm well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. Now, can you tell you a little bit can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do?
1: Sure. So, um, like you mentioned, I am here from Ottawa. I work with a group called Ladies Learning Code. We are a national not-for-profit organization, just over two and a half years old now, Um, originated in Toronto, and our mission really is to make digital literacy uh, accessible to women and to all Canadians. Um, And so I manage the Ottawa chapter here, and I also manage all of our national sponsorships and partnerships.
2: Huh. So you're you're uh, have you guys gone across Canada um like are you all the way we out?
1: have. We are so we are in the next couple of months going to be in 17 regions in Canada and oh, that wow. includes all the way out Victoria to Newfoundland um and then even like smaller places um like Barrie Ontario. So we're really it's great it's been a really grassroots organic growth. Um, wow. I believe every single chapter has been someone from that city that has approached us out of interest to in bring it to their town. So it's huh. grown quickly. We're having a great time and, uh, but it's a lot of work. So it's fun.
2: Yeah. So I, this, this must be your full-time day job then. It is. Yes. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Cool. Uh, um, some of our listeners might be familiar with um, something in the U S called app camp for girls. Is there something similar in the ladies learning Crowed?
1: Well, we have, so we started Ladies Learning Code, like I said, just over two and a half years ago in Toronto, but uh, a year into our growth, we realized that to really make a profound impact on the ratio of women to men in the tech community, we have to start younger. So we started our Girls Learning Code program, and that started with the workshops that we offer with Ladies Learning Code, so day-long events, and it's morphed into a full suite of uh, March break and summer camps as well. And so we're doing everything from, um, you know, coding camp, game making camp, digital journalism, entrepreneurship, um, you know, app development. So, yeah, we, um, we've kind of gone the full gamut in terms of our programming to reach the girls.
0: So there's girls, but there's probably kids as well.
1: Yes, we have um, Kids Learning Code, which is our non-gender exclusive programming, and that is workshops and camps as well.
2: So do you, do you find that uh, you're able to both do the, the education side of it uh, and also do you know matchups with potential employers as well? Like is it, do you guys play a role with that as well, or does that kind of just ha- happen organically as well?
1: Uh, I think it's a little column A, a little column B. So Ladies Learning Code, there is absolutely no way that we could do what we do without our network of volunteers. And that's um, it's over 1,000 people across Canada, these are tech professionals that are looking to give back in their community. And so they do that in one of two ways, either by leading a workshop for Ladies Learning Code or being a volunteer mentor. One of the signature elements of Ladies Learning Code's workshops is that we maintain a four to one ratio of learners to volunteer mentor. And these are people that are really passionate about helping guide people through the education process um, when it comes to learning to code. And so in that network of all these incredible volunteers, we definitely do kind of get to know what they're looking for in terms of professional development to help support those connections. I mean, you know how small the tech community is and how much um, your reputation counts. Oh, yeah. um, so we're definitely able to kind of facilitate that. But um, we also have some fantastic sponsors, members of the tech community um, that have kind of come, that have found some of their employees through us as well, which is pretty exciting.
0: So you have employees that are on loan from a company or you also have companies that provide space and other things like that.
1: Yeah. So we have a lot of companies that do provide us space. We actually have our own space now in Toronto that just uh, opened uh, this past week. Um, Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good timing. uh, (laughs) It is. It's a 7,000 square foot space that includes a maker space. And oh yeah, it's called the lab and it's uh, in Toronto on Queen West.
0: That's great. Um, So the thing that I that I noticed is that you call yourselves ladies learning code, but actually ladies learning a lot of things that are not necessarily what we would think of as code, right? Yeah. So there's like uh, there's you were you were mentioning um, you know Photoshop and uh, WordPress and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not only, and it's also of course programming languages and uh, you know Ruby and Python. And I, I speak from experience because I've attended some of these workshops with my daughters. So yeah. yes, they were a lot of fun, by the way. Um, and the, the other thing that I wanted to know is you um, were mentioning uh, mentors and presenters. And uh, those are not necessarily just only female. There's obviously a, a strong female representation, but uh, it's open to all if you want to volunteer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for our girls, programming are girls only. So this is like the young girls kind of anywhere from nine to 17. We do try to be, uh, try to have mostly women, um, for, I think, you know, particularly understood reasons around role models and stuff. But yes, we have men and women that come out to our workshops. Actually, we have some male learners that come out. Sometimes we are definitely welcoming of men. Our mission really is to be beginner friendly, That happens for the most part to be a lot of women. Um, But, you know, it could be if you are a man who is coming to code later in his life and you walk into a meetup group full of very experienced people, it can be just as intimidating for you um, as it is for a woman. So we have male volunteers. We have male learners. Um, We're definitely about creating a community where we all work together. I think that's really important.
2: Yeah, I find it so funny. Like, um, like we we ourselves as mobile developers and designers and stuff, we, we understand that there's a there's quite a a gap in you know the participation between males and females and, in our industry. Like, like how how do you find that like, non tech people relate to to what you guys do? Like, like do they understand at all the the need for this? Like, do, is there quite a bit of quite a bit a bit of a selling job to you know say this is you know we're we're doing this and like there actually is a, a it's very it's it's more than relevant you know to to somebody that's like your 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 grandma or you know some other person yeah. that's not tech related at all
1: <laughs> No for sure you know I I anticipated that originally but I could not have been more wrong
2: ah. um
1: yeah so there's so the reason I came to learning code in the first place and I think this kind of this story sums that whole reality up nicely is I was working for a not-for-profit and we needed to redo the website and thankfully we had enough funds to pay a firm to do the website for us but there was no one to kind of manage the project so it got plunked on my desk and I really didn't have the language skills, uh, the technical language skills, the technical knowledge to be able to keep the project on the rails, on time, keep everyone happy. Report up to my boss and and relay that to the developers. I'm sure I drove them nuts. Actually, <laughs> uh, a couple of those guys have uh, come out and volunteered at several workshops. So, <laughs> I guess it didn't drive them too crazy. But uh, yeah, so I had this realization. I was like, you know what? This isn't. This is never going to go back the other way. I'm never going to not need this technical knowledge. It's only going to grow and grow from here, um, in terms of a in-demand professional skill set. So I Googled learning to code, came up with laser and code, was seriously contemplating making the drive to Toronto once a month for workshops. And I figured it was probably not the most efficient way to do things. And so I started it here. And since then, I've seen kind of two main groups of women that come out to our workshops. I mean, it's all over the place, but these two groups really stick out for me. And the first one is that kind of 18 to 35 range. A lot of them are young professionals, primarily in non-technical fields. So we have a lot of marketing and comms folks, um, designers, people in not-for-profits, entrepreneurs. So people that touch tech a lot in their professional and personal lives um, who had that same realization that I had that it can only add to your value as a professional who are coming to kind of skill up. They're not necessarily looking to make a career change. They're looking to be a little bit more digitally literate. Mm-hmm. And then what I think is so cool is that we have a lot of women kind of in that, you know, 40 all the way up to, you know, 65 range who a lot of them are small business owners who are looking to kind of get control of their own web presence, which I thought was pretty cool.
2: That's great. Yeah. So it's, what's really, mm-hmm. it's spreading, it's both spread, spreading awareness and, and just educating um like in like the the nuts and bolts of it all as well, then
1: yes that's great. absolutely
0: so that's um that that covers what ladies learning code does, but um in um and and what you do in inside of the uh the chapters essentially, and that reminds me of uh, my own experience with uh, communities it's uh, uh, Cocoa cocoaheads, which is also an inter- what's well, an international loosely organized group, but it's basically the same thing. I made the Ottawa Gatineau chapter and decided to do something and people will show up. It's not as organized as Ladies in Code. Basically, we just have to meet up once a month. But basically the same thing. It's organic growth, and it's really nice when people just show up and attend the stuff that you're creating.
1: Yes.
2: And uh, is there a fee to most of your events, or are they all... uh it's yeah,
1: sponsored. so we do so we do charge for the workshops and it's $50 for the day and that includes your lunch and so you know part of those go to cover our costs and then the rest kind of goes back into the organization to support that continued growth. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I
0: I when I went with my daughter, it was a fee that covered both father and daughters. That was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. And uh, we actually have a new partnership with Microsoft um, that's allowing us to reduce the fees for our youth programming in the coming year to make it even more accessible for our youth, which is really exciting.
2: That's wow, very yeah, good even, to hear. Even then fifty bucks is not much. <laughs> for,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're taking it down to thirty for the youth programming, which oh. is very exciting.
2: Wow,
0: that's great. That should help with the attendance too.
1: Hmm.
0: So, so what what were the what were
2: the stepping stones that kind of yeah, I think you mentioned them a little bit earlier there. What, what that, that what what were the stepping stones that brought you to this position? Um, you say that you were you were looking to to, to solve a or to scratch an itch yourself. Um, but mm-hmm. you know what, what were you doing before that? Before your current position. Well, it,
1: yeah, so I was. It also kind of coupled with a bigger transition into the startup and entrepreneurial community as well. It all kind of happened at the same time for me. So I was working, like I said, at a nonprofit. It was a health center. I was doing fundraising. And I'm not quite sure how I I came across the startup community. But lo and behold, you know, articles started crossing my path. And I started following some people on Twitter. And I became really fascinated with all of these people that were, they had these big ideas and that were making them happen. And that were making great things happen with the community and making money at the same time. And I just thought it was so cool and so wonderful. And so I made steps to get more involved in that community. Um, and as you get more involved in the startup community, you start seeing the need for technical knowledge. Um, and there you go. like I said, that's where ladies Learning code happened for me. And it also, I've been working with startup weekend, Ottawa, i um, been organizing events like that. It all just kind of goes hand in hand. I find, and that's the thing is like, I, you know, Philip, I met you through. I, it could have been an entrepreneurial event as well. Um, that's true.
0: There are some it, things about um, journalism too.
1: Yeah, they all kind of commingle in this wonderful way. And I think what I really love about the tech and the startup community is, like I said, it's people that think big and then act on those ideas. And I think that's just so exciting. And then technology gives people the ability to act on those ideas, right? To bring that app that's sitting in the back of your head. To fruition yeah it's a force really multiplier exciting.
0: it is yeah.
2: so, and it's very and it's very addictive too <laughs> can't just do one <laughs> no
0: so outside of outside of all these technical achievements or technical uh, knowledge that you're pursuing what do you do to um, um, unwind or do something else to get your mind off of uh, ladies are in code
1: well actually um, probably the other biggest thing that I do is um, I'm a writer. I run my own blog. I contribute to a few sites like Women 2.0 um, and a group called Label League. A lot of, I do a lot of writing about women in business and uh, women in the tech and professional community. Um, yeah, so writing is probably my, my second biggest thing I've got going on outside of this Ladies' writing Code work.
2: You're you're certainly very prolific in your writing. Like I I see your your various tweets during the day and uh,
1: interesting, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, and, you know, I look I look at your website and you're like, wow, this 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 girl just just turns out the content. I tell you, <laughs> she must,
1: It's a lot of work. It's you don't really realize it until you get into it how much work <laughs> committing to a content calendar is. I bet. But I think in writing, I mean. You don't necessarily have to be phenomenal at it, but writing is an incredible personal branding tool that I wish more people in the tech community oh, could used. Yeah, um, I mean, I was I did some work with um, a company in Ottawa a while back, and I was helping them kind of get their blog presence set up, and I was trying to explain to their staff, brilliant developers, why they should be taking time away from their code to write. And I got some stares and I'm like, what are you, what are you trying to tell me to do? But it's so interesting when you look back at the analytics for that company's website, the kind of two highest drivers of traffic to that website were technical posts written by some of their team members on very specific problems that they solved. Um, you know, not only does that bring, like I said, more traffic to that company's website, but it builds that person, that developer's brand as a thought leader, as an expert, as a knowledgeable resource. And I think, I mean, blogging is so ubiquitous and so available. And I, um, I wish more developers kind of took advantage of that to really articulate how good they are at what they do.
2: Oh yeah, that's super, super important. We see that so often in our own uh, uh, iOS and Mac community. It, it, it really. And aside from from building your brand it also just it it throws you into the community because once you start getting an audience then you know you start having better dialogues and it's 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 a great way to get out there eh, phil
0: absolutely and uh i i had started with uh blogging myself but then i kind of fell off the wayside as i was (laughs) (laughs) getting busy with other stuff like organizing conferences and stuff (laughs) Yeah. I am giving back in my own way and building my own brand in my own way, if you wish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I do find that it's very helpful when to get to get recognized, but also to um, when something happens that is uh, life changing, like you're you want to switch jobs or you've something some of the other events happens. Well, you've got more friends than you think when you do these kinds of things because you're just out there and you've you've bared your soul essentially and that's really useful in terms of people learning who you are as opposed to just you know you're this person on twitter
1: yeah absolutely yeah
2: all right so that should be a wrap thank you very much for joining us nicole we really appreciate it
1: my pleasure thanks for having me
2: we hope that our listeners enjoyed this episode and if you'd like to know more about the conference you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca for all the details now nicole if uh, people wanted to get in touch with you how would they do so
1: Sure. Uh, You can find me at NicoleBelanger.ca, at NSKBelanger on Twitter, and you can find Ladies Learning Code at LadiesLearningCode.com.
2: Awesome. All right. So we hope to see everybody in Ottawa in May. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks. Bye, everybody.